Good afternoon and welcome to Connect, the weekly podcast of the California Mortgage Bankers Association featuring one-on-one -on -one interviews with movers and shakers in the mortgage industry. I'm very happy that you could all join us today for today's podcast. Uh, before we get to our guest, I'd like to thank the Connect podcast sponsor, Incelerate. Thanks, Susan, and thanks for listening. This is Josh Wren, CEO and founder of Incelerate. We're grateful for our partnership with the CMBA and are committed as a company to help lenders close more loans. We do this with our customer experience platform that has a CRM, lead management, marketing, automation, robust content library, desktop and mobile applications. We do this to help you engage and stay connected to your current borrowers, referral partners, past borrowers, and potential new ones. If you want to find out why we're the fastest growing CRM provider in the mortgage industry, please reach out to us and ask for a demo. Okay, thank you, Incelerate and Josh Friend. Uh, that brings me to uh, today's guest, which is uh, somebody I've had the pleasure of knowing in the industry for many years. Uh, welcome to Carl Tyree with uh, ArchMI. Hi, Carl. Hey, good afternoon. How are you? Great, great, doing well. Now, uh, I'm going to go in and get into the podcast here. And I know you've been a guest on Connect before, so thank you for joining us again. We appreciate that. Um, yeah, I know you're, you know, you're with an MI company, but you have a, a very different background than a lot of MI sales leaders. Uh, what are your thoughts about the volatility you're seeing in capital markets, interest rates, and how long do you see that that extending this year? Oh, you're you're forcing me almost into a prediction, which is always a tough thing. But uh, I will say it's um, it's going to be a challenging time for our, a lot of our clients and for originators. And I think we've already seen the beginning of that. Um, I think for our clients that uh, own servicing that have a pretty decent MSR book, they're, uh, they have the luxury of seeing a pretty good write-up of the valuation of those assets. So that probably feels pretty good on the balance sheet. Uh, I think from an origination standpoint, there's probably some significant headwinds, right? You see this incredible move up in interest rates and the refis minus cash outs are pretty much all but gone. Um, right. And then, you know, from a, to your point, from a volatility standpoint on rates, you know, I, I think the Federal Reserve is uh, is hell bent to you know tame inflation, and and there's really just a couple ways to do that. It's really curtail demand or raise taxes. I don't see a lot of demand for uh, raising taxes, which means they're going to curtail demand by raising rates, right? And you're going to see an economy that uh, that slows down. When yeah. who knows? But. Yeah, it's, it's a balance happen. balancing act uh, right now. Um, what would you say is most critical for lenders to get right in the next six months? You know, that, that's a really great question. I, I've I've been able to talk to quite a few lenders the last 60 days, probably a lot more than I normally do. There's been a lot of regional conferences that got pushed back and I was able to attend quite a few and just interact even over the phone with some, some uh, executives from various independent mortgage bankers. And I think the ones that I think are gonna be really successful are what I consider to be pragmatic forecasters, right? So they don't envision what they want to happen for their volume. They, they look at their pipelines and they accept what it is and look at the market and they know there's headwinds. And I think they're making the adjustments and you've already seen some lenders start right-sizing their back operations. Yeah, We've already seen some pretty decent layoffs which is very unfortunate for the people that work in the business, but uh, as someone that's responsible for a PL, I think it's the right decision for these folks to do. So 
Um, I think those are going to be the most successful people. And those are the decisions you have to make. You got to get right in the next six to nine months for sure. Right. Right. I think some, the companies that were in existence before the financial crisis too, maybe had a little bit of a, you know, they knew what was coming, what was going to be coming, what they needed to do. So they might be a a little bit more prepared for it um, this time around. Um, can you tell us how your clients are engaging with their mortgage insurance providers and specifically Arch? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I think now that we're kind of passing by, let's call it the COVID time, we were locked down and not as much in-person engagement. And quite frankly, with all the refis gone, you do have some mortgage companies that have refocused on making sure their employees' skill set uh, is up to date. And you've, you know, whether it's condos or all kinds of other guidelines, maybe around self-employed borrowers, um, it's a time to retool. So we've seen a lot of people take advantage of our training opportunities. That's probably one of the more, um, I think we'll see that trend continue for most of 2022. I think right now what you're seeing is lenders engage with us on what we consider to be deal structuring, right? And so we've got two, we've got a, what we call appraisal gap strategy, which helps uh, lenders kind of educate borrowers and realtors on how you can use mortgage insurance um, in a very, you know, seller favorable market, right? So if you're in a situation where you got to go over the list price, which we see quite a bit, especially in, in California, um, how MI can tailor and help you uh, achieve that goal of you know, maybe you had X amount for a down payment and how to use it to get a, a home over the asking price. And then the other one um, is we released a product a couple of years ago called Ratestar Buy Down. Um, and it won a couple innovation awards uh, a couple of years back, but it's come back in vogue because you can really customize. And I, I believe we're the only ones to do this at this point, but really customize the MI premium down to the exact dollar you want. And then mm -hmm pay, pay um, the, the remaining piece of that up front at the table. So, you know, if you've got a DTI stretch um, or if you're trying to get under a DTI ceiling, uh, it's a very unique way to do it. And we see quite a bit of that right now. So uh, it's great to see us getting the first, being the first call for those. That's a, uh, yeah, that sounds like a very timely product for, uh, for lenders to be taken advantage of. That's for sure. Um, it is. As a, as a company that has a huge position in mortgage credit risk, what aspects of the mortgage market are most concerning to Arch right now? Um, well, let me say this. Overall, I think we st we're still bullish on the market, right? There's fundamental supply and demand issues with, with housing that's uh, very favorable, even with this interest rate spike, and that's going to cause some volatility. I'd say generally we're still bullish on the overall market. I think you've got to be mindful of the borrowers that are really, really stretching to get into homes, right? And so within the, the, the borrower aspect, um, I think you see our price reflect our opinion on, on, uh, on our appetite for the super high LTV risk uh, versus, let's say, middle of the road 90s, something of that nature, and kind of the same story with FICO scores. From a valuation standpoint, um, while most of the country, um, you know, is seeing, you know, some higher valuations, there's some pockets, some specific geos that we think are pretty frothy right now, right? And uh, I think you've got to be very mindful of your concentration risk in certain areas around the country. And again, I think that's where risk-based pricing 
is very helpful to MI companies and certainly for, for Arch, who's been running risk-based pricing longer than anybody else. Right. So you bring up valuations, which is, you know, it's very, very important, very timely right now. Um, some people are talking about the housing market and the possibility of a bubble again. We look back to the last financial crisis and, mar and, and, and market bubble. Uh, a lot of MI companies didn't make it through that cycle. So how how can you share, what, how the mortgage industry positioned to um, handle kind of the choppy times of valuations currently? Yeah, I like that question a lot because I was actually one of the unfortunate individuals that worked for an MI company that didn't make it. And you see the uh, the consequence of not managing mortgage credit risk appropriately. Although at that time, it would have been hard for just about anybody to do so, right? But right, yeah. Th you there's been a lot of reform. <laughs> There's been a lot of reform um, for the MI industry since the financial crisis. I think probably the largest single piece, well, there's um, there's kind of two pieces, right? There's, there's a move from a buy and hold model where all the MI companies used to take all that risk and it sat on their balance sheet or, or you know, sat within the organization. And it's moved to what we call an aggregate and distribute risk model. And that the great thing about that model is it crowds in other private capital. Right. So you're seeing all the MI companies use reinsurance agreements with traditional reinsurers. And you're also seeing MI companies use what's called MILNs, which are mortgage insurance link notes. And Arch, with its acquisition of United Guarantee back in 2017, has actually been a larger issuer of those products relative to anybody else. Um, and so what that does is really it takes kind of a mezzanine layer of risk and allows other participants of uh, that want to participate in mortgage credit risk that don't have an MI company to participate in that um, in mortgage credit risk. So a lot of the risk has been dispersed over over the capital markets, and that's a really good thing. Right. All right. Yeah. Much that's better really positioning thing. than when yeah. we were. We didn't know what cliff we were all falling off of. In the right. And actually. Houses, right. <laughs> I said two things and I rambled on that one because that's the most impactful, but it is important to note that the entire mortgage insurance industry has adopted risk-based pricing and that allows you to make the adjustments. You're right. You get feedback when you sell insurance like notes or you do reinsurance agreement, reinsurance agreements, and you get feedback from other capital partners um, and allows you risk-based pricing engines allow you to adjust your pricing of not just how we think about mortgage credit risk, but but how the whole market thinks about it. Right, right. So getting back to lenders and originators out there, there's a lot of talk, of course, the talk about margin compression. What do you think allows that pressure to go away? Um, well, time, you know, time will ultimately solve that, but there'll be some pain during that time, right? I think right now there's a little bit, it feels like a war of attrition, which is if I can hold on with my current model and maybe attempt to grow by buying branches, uh, grabbing other people, things of that nature, I can outrun this thing, right? Right. So there's a little bit of that. And then there's also, you're going to have to right size the operations, right? Yes. Um, and then the last thing, and I think, you know, it's the third rail in mortgage banking, but it's LO comp. And mm. at some point in time, if you're only making X amount, um, there's and a, such a significant portion is going to the loan officer, um, that's going to eventually have to come down to right size that 
people that own organizations or invest in organizations receive an appropriate return on their investment. So I think those three things together, and it's just going to take a little while to get there. Um, but I definitely think the consolidation will certainly speed up that a little bit. You just got a lot of capacity fighting for very few deals. Right, right. Yeah, after yeah, the refi market dries up, right? Yep. Uh, do you think the mortgage industry has much to worry about if FHA lowers their mortgage insurance premium? Um, I know there's a lot of people from a mortgage standpoint that are very supportive of that. Um, clearly, from a mortgage insurance standpoint, it, you know, it could impact volume. But I think it'll be pretty minimal for a couple of reasons. One is the risk-based pricing engines allow us to be very, very competitive in the marketplace for the risk that we like, right? And I think that goes for all six MI companies. I won't, I shouldn't speak for everybody else, but I think that's a general assumption for mortgage insurance. I think the other thing is when you look at the supply and demand issues out there, it's still such a seller's market that I yeah. think realtors, whether it's good or bad, realtors, kind of frown upon FHA financing contingencies. So even with a, a drop in MIP, um, an improvement in the FHA execution for the borrower, I still think conventional financing will be favored for a variety of reasons. Um, uh, so I, I think it'll have minimal impact for us. Okay, all right. Well, Carl, great content today. I really appreciate your insights. Thank you so much for once again, joining us here on the Connect podcast. Always great talking to you and always great being a supporter of the CNBF. And thank all of you for joining us today uh, to see all of our Connect podcast episodes. You can follow us on our YouTube channel. We're also available on Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, and Spotify. That's it for this week, and we'll see you next time on Connect. <laughs>